0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Well, once again, severe weather. Uh, Early this week, it's been like this pattern has just repeated itself for the last three weeks. Now, the severe weather we've seen in the last 24 hours is not as widespread as what we've seen over the last couple of weeks. But We've seen everything with uh, this line of thunderstorms. We've seen hail, damaging winds, and there's also been flash flooding and isolated tornadoes. More on that in a second. Now, meanwhile, the arthritis index across the country is moderate. However, the index has increased in the areas like Minneapolis, Duluth, Sioux Falls, and Madison, Wisconsin. The risk of weather-related arthritis pain is extremely high, and it is more likely to be severe and of longer duration. Plan activities accordingly. To get the arthritis index in your area, visit AccuWeather.com/Arthritis. This arthritis forecast is brought to you by Johnson and Johnson, the makers of Tylenol, the number one doctor-recommended brand for pain relief. And you know, certainly, March is the severe weather month. As we get into March and April. So this happens, but it's not so much that we've seen severe weather each week the last three weeks. It's 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 the same areas being impacted. Mm -hmm. Texas, Central Gulf Coast States, and Southeast.
1: Yeah, it is. And I will say the line today, while you said it's not as impressive as what we saw maybe the last two weeks, it is impressive from other perspectives. For example, the flash flooding threat today. If you look at some of the storms, the way they're oriented, yeah, I think we're going to have a big concern for flash flooding. We're already seeing that there are a number of flash flood warnings that are in effect right now on the, um, I believe it's in Southern uh, Mississippi right now. And with that, just the the way that these storms are moving, they're going to be training over the same areas. And so that's going to lead to flash flooding in areas along Interstate 10, which have already seen so much in the way of rain over the last couple of weeks, because they've been getting hit again and again and again. And here we are now third week in a row with some of the same areas seeing tornado warnings, flash flood warnings, severe thunderstorm warnings. So here we go again.
0: Yeah. And you know, the, the thing is, is that this energy that's causing the severe weather, it's not lifting to the northeast quickly, like the other two have done. So what's happening is you're getting the thunderstorms moving. They're oriented from west to east, and they're moving west to east. That's why you're getting the flash flooding. Some of the hardest hit areas, Dallas, the metroplex Metroplex got hit hard last night. We saw flooding. We saw isolated tornadoes, uh, power outages. There was ping pong size hail. Um, and also, uh, that line continued. Now, it's not as large as it was last week. You know, last week we had a widespread damaging squall line. This squall line is smaller, but it's still producing damage within its path. I mean, it started last night in Dallas, it's moved through Shreveport, it's moved through uh, Jackson, it's moved through Meridian. Now it's moving toward uh, Montgomery. And uh, uh Birmingham, Alabama. And again, we are, you know, there, you know, first the severe weather moves through, but now it's seeing now what we're seeing is that squall line, the southwestern edge is stalling, or it's it's not moving any farther south. It just continues to sit in the same area. And that's why we're getting the flash flooding around Macomb, around Hattiesburg, uh, where we're getting roads underwater. And that's that's an easy area to flood, obviously, Mississippi and Alabama. But that's the problem. Now, we're going to continue to follow that squall line right between Interstate 20 and Interstate 10 the rest of the afternoon. And I see no reason that we're not going to continue to see damaging wind gusts. The hail has been a little more than I thought it was going to be this morning. You know, sometimes you don't get hail with this a lot in, in Alabama, Mississippi. It's more straight line winds and tornadoes, but we've seen lots of hail, not so much with the squall line, but there's been some renegade thunderstorms out ahead of it. And those uh, thunderstorms have put down one inch to two inch diameter hail, one inch is quarter size, two inches hen egg or just a little bit above ping pong size, how we've seen that. So that's going to continue to move between interstates 20 and 10 across Georgia. And then, you know, you know, in the eastern South Carolina this evening.
1: Yeah. And then eventually this storm pulls out, it yeah. kind of moves offshore. But then we have the same area, maybe <laughs> a little bit larger, slightly larger area up towards Tennessee and maybe even uh, southern West Virginia, For tomorrow, for a different storm that's going to be developing, that storm is actually getting going today in the north central, and that is going to bring another uh, day of severe weather for the southeast, again, over
0: the same areas that are getting severe weather today. It's a totally different pattern. Mm -hmm. Like you said, it's not energy coming out of the southwest. Well, let me correct myself. The upper low is coming from the northwest, and that brings the front is, but there's a sneaky little short wave Mm -hmm. that's going to come out of the southwest. In fact, that trough is across Baja California, sir, this morning. That energy is going to eject out. Now, you've got the front from the upper low, but that energy, it it moves across southern Alabama and Georgia. You know, we were talking off, off screen yesterday, Pash, and I was questioning the amount of severe weather that we were going to see today. I've changed my tune on this because I, I, I don't think there's going to be a lot with the frontal boundary. I think it's isolated severe weather across Tennessee, northern Alabama, and northern Georgia. But that southern little piece of energy that goes across southern Alabama, but especially southern Georgia tomorrow, I, I think that that that's going to be, that's going to have a little low pressure with it. I think you're going to get some spin. And I, I, I'm not saying there's a tornado outbreak tomorrow, southern Alabama and especially southern Georgia, but I suspect, you know, we're going to see a handful, handful of tornadoes in that area tomorrow. You know, four, five, six or so. And I think it's, well, it could be southern Alabama. I think it's more southern Georgia tomorrow. But then that front comes through. There'll be isolated severe weather with that. And, and then you, you pointed this out to me as well yesterday, behind this front, I mean, relative to normal, the southeast will likely be the chilliest place in the country, mm-hmm. relative to normal, as we head towards Friday and Saturday.
1: Yeah, I was also going to mention, we can't forget about the one, uh, The it's a relatively small area, but there's still a lingering severe weather threat even on Thursday, yeah. um, kind of through the Carolinas, oh. yeah but that that should be the end of it cuz that cold air comes blasting on through and you're looking at temps 10 to 20 degrees below average and they're already starting the growing season down there in the southeast and so any of those crops that are, you know, sensitive to cold air there's going to be some frost and freeze concerns
0: yeah i that was the only question i wasn't sure because the trough is going to be associated with some clouds. Mm-hmm. wasn't sure if it was going to get cold enough or not at night. I'm not sure. But it, it, some spots, you're probably right, that it's going to get close enough to be a concern, either Friday night or Saturday night. So Friday night and Saturday night down there. And just to give you some context on that, high temperatures like in that whole area, Friday and Saturday, Jackson, Atlanta. Uh, uh, Charlotte, Raleigh. It it really is going to be a taste of winter as high temperatures that we're going to see down there are going to be typical of what you see mid to late February. So lots of 50s down there. Now that does for us in the north, for you living in the north, you kind of scoff at that. But that's the normal highs that you see in February. And that's the kind of chill we're going to see.
1: Yeah. And of course, we're going to be tracking it all week long here on the AccuWeather network. And you can also stay up to date with it on the AccuWeather app. You can download it. It's a free download. It'll also let you know any kind of watches or warnings that may be in effect in your area. Make sure you have those push notifications turned
0: on and we'll keep you up to date. Thank you for listening to today's edition of Weather Insider. For the latest updates on breaking weather news in your area, follow Bernie Reno on Twitter at AccuRaino. And be sure to stay up to date on arthritis conditions in your area by visiting AccuWeather.com arthritis.
1: Hold up.